the MC Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host and founder of MC Real Estate, which includes its members club for property investors to come and build profitable property portfolios that completely aligns with their goals. You want to know, this is the last week that the members club is open for the year. We're closing the doors on the 3rd of December at midnight and that's it. We don't know when they'll be opening again um, until 2021. If you want to come and join me, you need to head to ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash members club. From there, click the link to join. It's £97 a month or £970 per year. Honestly, it's the best £97 you'll spend because I work with you as if you're my asset management clients. I get to know you, your property portfolio, everything that's going on so that I can advise you accordingly. It's not a course. I'm a firm of surveyors, right? That's what I do. All I did was turn my client model into a members club model. That is it. I am here and my team are here to support you in building mixed use property portfolios. That's it. We put in place your strategy. We then work from there and we create growth. It is such a vital resource because at this moment in time, if your property portfolio isn't growing, there is a problem, right? That's as simple as it is. So I want you to come on over to ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash members club and join this week. And I'll give you a bit of a bonus just for you podcast listeners. If you email me, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk and show me that you have joined the members club before the 3rd of December. So between now, which is the 1st of December, 2020 and the 3rd of December, 2020, and you say that you signed up because of the podcast, I will give you a free one-to-one, right? That again, if you sign up for my members club between today, the 1st of December, 2020, when this podcast is launched, and the 3rd of December 2020, the day that the podcast, the members club closes for the year. And then you email me, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk and say that you heard this on my podcast. I will give you a 30 minute free one-to-one. The usual value of that is 180 pounds, right? So you get that free if you sign up because you've heard the podcast this week. So what are you waiting for? Come and jump in. The sooner you join the Members Club, the sooner we get started on your strategy. That's right. That's what we're doing the one-to-one. The minute you sign up, I'll send you that booking link, providing you've emailed me, and I'll give you all of the details of how you can book that one-to-one with me. Yeah, we can do that over the next couple of weeks. So make sure that you do it. Okay, this podcast coming out 1st of December 2020. That means it's rent payment day for pretty much everybody. And one of the big things I've been noticing this month, so November, is people reaching out to me and saying, Natasha, help, my tenants aren't paying rent. And you want to know about that. I know that's so, so important. So today I'm gonna go through exactly what you can do. For those of you watching on YouTube, I've got my trusty whiteboard behind me. If you're on the podcast, please just take notes. It's really, really vital. I'm gonna start with commercial first because this is an area where 
you need to be really, really aware of what you can do and what you can't do. Now, firstly, you know that we've still got this forfeiture um, memorandum. I can't say that damn word. We can't forfeit commercial leases at least until the 1st of January 2021. So that's something that really isn't an option for you right now. So we have to look at other things. So I want you to pay really close attention because if you have any form of rent outstanding or today, 1st of December, or maybe you're listening a little bit later and you've not received your commercial rent, let's have a look at what you can do. So first of all, there's no forfeiture. And that's not particularly a bad thing because really in this climate, do you want your tenants to move out of the property? No, I don't think you do because it'd be very difficult to get a tenant in. The only way that I would suggest really focusing on forfeiture by the time you get to January is if you knew that there was demand for your unit or you could be innovative with it and you could use it in another way. Now, always remember that with commercial tenants, even if you do forfeit the lease, they do have the right to apply for relief from forfeiture. Not necessarily a bad thing for you guys as commercial landlords, because if the tenant goes to court and applies for relief of forfeiture, the court will reinstate the lease provided that that tenant pays up all of their arrears plus your court costs. So it could be one of your last resort tactics um, come the start of 2021. So last resort could be forfeiture and hope that your tenants apply for relief from forfeiture. Now, if they don't, then obviously you're left with an empty unit that you could possibly be paying business rates on. You could be paying your share of the service charge on. I mean, if you do get an empty unit, immediately get in contact with the local council for um, relief, business rates relief. You get three months. Now, businesses are getting business rates relief, but obviously if they're not trading and it's you as the landlord who go back in there, chances are the council are going to try and get that from you. So do get in contact with the tenant, say that, get in contact with the council, sorry, say that the um, tenant has left and you'd like to apply for relief from forfeiture. This is all last resort. I would hope that you don't do this as a first thing. Now, it, I get it that you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, Natasha, but we are struggling. We are struggling to pay mortgages. We are struggling to pay maintenance. We are just struggling to hold things together. I get it. By this time, the pandemic's been going on long enough that it's probably been a struggle, especially if your commercial tenant isn't paying rent. So the very first thing I want you to do is number one, know how many arrears you've got or know how much your arrears are. And that's in a pound value. Very important. We need to know how much that is. And we know, need to know when that's been outstanding from. So I want to know when that was outstanding. What quarter have you received missed payments? That's for service charge. That's for insurance as well. So what are you missing? Number two, I want you to get in contact with the property manager or the asset manager for the tenant. Now, it may be that you have been receiving these letters from the tenant and then whenever you try and get back in contact with them, they are empty mailboxes or empty phone calls. I get it. 
If that is you, you might be thinking, Natasha, but I do not know who the asset manager is. Okay, that's fine. Don't panic. It's all okay. Go on LinkedIn or go just go on Google and type in asset manager or estates manager for, and then find out who comes up for your tenant. If they're a smaller tenant, they might not have that. You might just need to get in contact with the director. Use social media. All you're trying to do is open up lines of communication. At this point, I don't want you to think any further than that. You just need to talk to a human being. Because the third step that you're going to do is just ask them what's going on. You know, what is going on? Um, How can I help you? What are your profits looking like? What are your trading accounts looking like? It's vital, really, really vital. Some of the big firms, so if you look at Boots, um, earlier on in the year, they said that they weren't paying rent, but then they declared these massive, massive, massive profits. Now, that's resulted in a huge amount of lawsuits, which we are waiting for the outcome from. So there is commerce, um, investment, MBH versus Boots UK Limited, which we're waiting for, Stratford Shopping Centre, um, versus Boots UK Limited, really, really important cases, because that is these big investors suing Boots and saying, hey, you declare profits, but you can't pay our rent. What is going on? And so the landlords are suing for damages. You need to be aware of those cases and keep watching for the outcome, because the outcome is going to set precedent for what you can do next. So that's really, really important. But back to opening that line of communication, you need to ask about their financial standing. Might seem like a really tough conversation. Get it? Talking about money is tough, but you need to understand where they're coming from. Now, that will then allow you to figure out, number three, if you can put in place a payment plan. Now, you might have already done that. I'm sure you have. Maybe you've offered a little bit of a discount, you've met them halfway, you're letting them pay monthly, weekly, whatever it is that you're doing. Do that because that's reasonable for you to do that as a landlord, something that you really should be doing, but you can only offer that if you've had that conversation. So do not stop trying to get in contact with these tenants, estate managers. Conversation will go a long, long way. And when you open the conversation, just say, look, I understand it's a difficult period, but we cannot resolve anything without us having a conversation. Now, whilst you're having that conversation, I need you to check a couple of things. Number one, do you have a deposit? Number two, do you have a guarantor for the commercial tenant? Number three, do they have any break clauses coming up that they might um, serve break notice on? Or are they coming to the end of their lease? Why is all of that important? Well, firstly, the deposit is important because if you can collect any outstanding arrears from the deposit, great. Look, you may have to wait a little bit of time for them to get back on their feet, but you know you have a pot of money that you can collect that outstanding rent from. Fantastic tick. I wouldn't be too worried if that's the case. Number two, if there's a guarantor, then I want you to look at the financial standing of the guarantor. You may need your solicitor to do that. That's all right. No problem. But do make sure that you are looking into that because... If the tenant doesn't pay, you're going to go for the guarantor. You're going to go after the guarantor. Now, if the guarantor doesn't have good financial standing, you're not going to get anything. But if the guarantor is potentially a payment company, then of course, instruct your solicitors because it would be worthwhile you going after that. Unless, you know, 
the rent arrears is less than it's going to cost you through firm solicitors. Do a bit of a feasibility analysis there. Hopefully, if you've got good solicitors, they will help you out with that. But do look at the, the guarantor. Number three, I then want you to have a look at whether there's a break clause coming up. If there is a break clause coming up that your tenant could um, could serve notice on, I need you to check what the rules of them serving the break are. So within the break clause, within a lease, it's going to say um, what the necessary things are that that tenant needs to do in order for that break to be valid. And one of the key considerations is that the tenant is up to date with the main rent service charge and any other charges payable, right? So if they don't, if they're not up to date, they can't serve break notice because it wouldn't be valid. So if they try and serve the break notice and they're still in arrears, you can go back to them and say, hey, not accepted because you owe us X, Y, and Z. Really good pressure tactic because if they want out, they have to pay what they owe, otherwise they're not leaving. Now, as a side note to that, you just need to be aware that if they do successfully serve a break notice, go in there with dilapidations, make sure that you get the unit back up to scratch the standard that you're expecting so that when you try and relet it, you've got a good quality unit. If you need help with dilapidations, get your little local building surveyor to come and do a schedule of dilapidations for you. Essentially, that's ensuring that the tenant has complied with their repairing covenants under the lease. The lease will guide you on that. But really important if that tenant is trying to come out, you do not want that tenant leaving you with a substandard unit, vital. Also, coming up to a lease end, well, if you're coming up to lease end, again, the tenant should be up to date with um, all of the rent. But if they're not, you need to make sure that they have a plan in place, which goes back to the reason that you should be speaking to the estate manager. That's really vital. And do not offer a new lease until they've paid all of the rent under the old lease. Again, really big negotiating tactic. For a lot of these stores, they're not gonna want to just leave voluntarily because they put a lot of money into the stores, that's their trading location, they've built up goodwill of local customers. Unless they've been doing really badly for years and years and years, I would suspect that a lot of tenants want to keep their position just at the moment they are financially cash strapped. Now, one of the big things that you need to be aware of if you don't hear anything from your tenant and they don't get back in contact with you, go and have a look at your unit and make sure that they haven't left. If they've left, or they, that means that they might have forfeited the lease, or if you receive a set of keys in the mail, then do make sure you get in contact with your solicitor ASAP and say, hey, hold up, I've received the keys back. Does that mean they forfeited the lease? And then your solicitor will advise you from there. But up until this point, you should be negotiating that payment plan. You have got tactics for if that tenant wants to stay in. Tenant cannot stay in and have a huge amount of rent arrears unless you have formally agreed to that. So just be aware as well what you've agreed to and what you haven't agreed to, because that's going to make all of the difference. Now, one of the interesting things that you would that I really want you to be aware of, and this has only happened in the last week, so potentially you've not seen it yet but this is again a tactic um the fca went to the high court to figure out whether they could pay out or whether they should be paying out um under the business interruption clause within um tenants insurances 
because of COVID. And the High Court have said, yes, they should. So one thing I do want you to say to your tenants, if they say, well, I can't afford it, ask them if they have been through their insurance and claimed for business interruption. If they haven't, they need to be getting in contact with their insurer ASAP, like now, and telling their um, telling their insurer that they've been really interrupted by business uh, because of COVID, you know, they're not bringing in as much and that they would um, like to get an insurance payout for loss of rent. You too could also do that on your building's insurance if you have a business interruption clause within your building's insurance as well. So please check that out. Go and see what you've got because that is so vital. That really could save your bacon in this instance. So do check on that. Failing all of this, right? Say nothing else comes of this. It just doesn't work. Come January, you are able to use um, the RICS's mediation service to get that rent back up and running. It's yet to be tested. It means you'd have to sit down with the tenant and come to a discussion. Um, but that would be the friendliest way of getting this resolved if you want to keep the tenant in. Obviously, if you don't want to keep the tenant in, go back to forfeiture once you're allowed to forfeit. But I am pretty sure that if you do everything that's happened that I've told you about previous to this, you're going to get something from the tenant. I don't want to raise your expectations though. I'm not expecting you to get 100% of the rent right now before Christmas, but let the tenant do some Christmas trading. Let the tenant get back on their feet and see what happens. Ask them to be paying you something. You want to be collecting as much as you possibly can. Interest will also be payable on this rent that's been missed. So look in the lease and see how much interest you can, you can, you need to be charging and work that out and say to your tenant, look, if you keep up with payment plan, I won't charge you interest. But if you don't keep up with your payment plan, interest is going to be accruing on a daily basis. And you're gonna to have to pay that on top of the rent that's due, on top of the service charge that's due, due on anything else that's outstanding. And that again is really, really vital. Again, it's a leverage tactic to get those tenants um, paying rent. Now, if you have got a tenant who's been profitable but hasn't paid rent, I think the precedent set in these boots cases is going to give you some leverage. So get so you keep an eye on that and your solicitor keep an eye on that because that's going to tell you what you can do from there. Hopefully that's given you some ideas. Communication is absolutely vital when dealing with those commercial tenants. So make sure you keep that up. Next up, Let's move on to residential tenants, because again, look, in the last quarter, there's been over 310, I think it was 315,000 redundancies made in the UK. And I mean, if you've heard Rishi Sunak's miserable, miserable um, notes about the financial standing in the UK, ah, ooh, guys, it's awful, really awful. The UK have got themselves into such a mess. I mean, they've borrowed as much this year as they were hoping to borrow over the next five years. It's wild, absolutely wild. And I mean, how jobs are gonna be after um, this lockdown comes to an end on Wednesday, and then there's that tiered lockdown and whether, whether or not, not that happens, it depends upon 
you know, the lobbyists from the Labour Party and the Conservative Party. We'll see. That's not become apparent at the time of recording this podcast. But what I do know is that people are struggling. Same rule applies here. You need to have open communication with your tenants. Now, if you have seen that um, the government's announced that England, the notice period for Section 21 notices and most Section 8 notices would be extended to six months. That will be also picked up in Wales, I think. So if you want to get your tenant out, you've got to give six months notice. That's a long time for a tenant not to be paying rent. So the onus then comes on you as a landlord to try and get that tenant paying something. Now, if your tenant's on universal credit, one thing that you could do, and I really, really recommend you doing this, is the government obviously are offering universal cre- credit and you as a landlord can be paid the universal credit directly. So what you could do is say to your tenant, hey, can I take you out for coffee? And can we go through the universal credit application on the government's website? Now you can just simply go to um, gov.uk and then it's guidance, universal credit and renting rented housed, housing, guide for landlords. That's universal credit and rented housing guide for landlords. In that guide, it shows you how you can set up getting um, those rent payments from the government directly, rather it go to the tenant and then out to you. Also, if the tenant is in any arrears, the universal credit could be adjusted potentially to pay you back those arrears. So I really want you to focus on talking to your tenant, getting that paid up. Do you notice how one of the key thing around these two, these two things, commercial, residential, we need to be talking to our tenants. If a tenant goes missing, please try and find them. It's so, so vital. I mean, yeah, potentially they may say, oh, you're harassing me, but all you want is a conversation, right? I want you to just text them and say, hey, I just want to know you're okay. You're still alive. Everything's all right. Get back in contact with me. I mean, you can also do a payment plan. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you as a residential landlord have enough money in your bank to weather a storm. As landlords, we always have to have a little bit of a pot, right? There's always got to be a pot there. Tend to budget that based upon 10% 10% of the monthly rent plus a 5% contingency, 5% of the month, monthly rent. That adds up quite nicely. So that in times such as now, we do have that little bit of a buffer because you forgiving one month's rent could go a long way to that tenant being able to pay on a monthly basis. Again, that is about having that conversation, but I want you to start thinking about how can I go the extra mile? Do not sit on your hands and leave it. We're coming up to Christmas, really difficult time of the year. As I said, we've just come out of lockdown. A lot of people haven't been in jobs. So I want you to think about, okay, well, what could I do to help my tenant keep paying? Do they want to keep paying? That's, again, part of that conversation, right? You speak to your tenant and you think, hmm, okay, do you want to keep paying? Do you want this house? What can I do to help you? But you do need to help me pay my mortgage and all of my bills. That's why 
as much as tenants say, oh, wow, well, I'm paying the mortgage of a landlord and some, and they're making a profit. But yet that goes towards the cost of maintaining the property, that goes towards your cost of managing the property or whoever's managing the property for you. That's the benefit a tenant gets from paying rent. So you need to have that conversation and see what they will pay you. If you cannot get that money out of them, again, you need to have a really close conversation with your solicitor. But I don't want you to speak to your solicitor until you've spoken to your tenant. That's really, really vital. If worst comes to the worst, do serve that Section 21 notice or that Section 8 notice, depending, or maybe you want to serve both. But I would always start by talking to the tenant and figuring out how you can help. Which brings me back to my original point. You do need to, in your plan going forward for the future, you need to have a savings pot. Now, for commercial, depending on when you've got your break clauses or your lease renewals, tends to be every five years. I budget for a nine-month void period every five years, right? We save for that on a monthly basis. That's business rates, service charge, agency fees, any other maintenance, right? Residential, I budget for two months void period a year as worst case scenario. If you have to budget for three months, I wouldn't buy the property, but two months is about reasonable. Please, as of 2021, can we make this our New Year's resolution? We have to budget nine months for commercial so that we can cover nine months void and two months voids for residential. I know this year has been hard, but if it's taught us anything, we have to be resilient as landlords and we have to put money like that into the pot. Now, I'm hoping that I've given you some ideas of what you can do. Key takeaway, get talking to your tenants. Worst case scenario, go around there. Just check in on them, make sure that they're okay. Pop a letter through the door. Or with commercial tenants, you can actually go in and see them. Once lockdown is lifted and they're open, go in and see them. But there are things that you can be doing and I need you to be proactive. This is all part of running a property portfolio. And that leads me to my final point. If you need help with this and you wanna work with me, Honestly, that's what the Members Club is for, things like this. I am here at the end of the phone, at the end of an email. My team is here to support you. We want you to get through this. It's all about building a plan, allowing you to be resilient so that you can continue operating and continue creating growth. Even when the rubbish hits the fan, you can still thrive. That's what it's all about. So if you wanna come and join me, Yes, I do commercial and yes, I do residential. I think that's pretty evident by now, but if it's not, I'm a mixed use specialist. That is my trade. I'm a surveyor. I specialize in these things. If you want to come and work with me, ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash members club. Doors are only open till the 3rd of December. Let me be your support. Let me be your help. Let me be the person that you turn to when you're feeling like there is no other option because I promise you, I will be there alongside you every single step of the way. That price again is £97 a month or £970 per year. It's nothing really considering the growth that you can get. Most of my members club clients within the first six weeks managed to add an additional £500 per calendar month net profit to their property portfolios. I mean, the members club pays for itself after two months of being in there. Come and join, come and be a part of this. And remember, 
if you email me natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk and tell me that you've signed up between today and the 3rd of December 2020 I'll give you that complimentary 30 minute one-to-one so we can discuss your strategy but in order to get that you do have to be a subscribed member of the members club right I hope that's been so useful for you go out take action be brave be really brave that's what's required of you right now and again if you want that support I'm here to help you that's why I set up the members club it's affordable but it also means you've got someone on your team if you've liked this podcast please remember to like review please leave me a review and share it because that's how other people learn from this goodness thank you so much for joining me this week I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon